Exceeding Expectations, episode 86. My guest today is Marley Jacks, who helps people with video for their business using it, maybe on Instagram, Instagram stories, on YouTube, and so on. So we're going to hear a lot more from Marley in just a while. This is the podcast where we aim to give you ideas how you can succeed in business, how you can get better referrals, more testimonials by giving your customers a fantastic experience which really wows them. And so you spend less money on marketing and advertising. If you like this episode, if you know anyone who maybe doesn't use video so well or wants to use Instagram stories maybe or or video YouTube, tell, uh, please do share this episode with them. With them. They'll get a lot of value from this. And why not subscribe and leave a review? Let us know what you think about the episode and the podcast in general. Right now, time for today's episode. Exceeding expectations, my guest today, Marley Jacks. How are you, Marley? So good. How are you? I'm pretty well. And you're, where, where is it we find you today? Uh, today, I am in Boise, Idaho. Okay, and that's that's not where you're from, though, is it? No, I, I spend a lot of time here. I have a lot of uh, friends and family and uh, and business here, but I'm originally from Canada. Whereabouts in Canada are you from? Edmonton, Alberta. Do you travel quite a lot with your business? Yeah, I mean, when we're not in a global pandemic, <laughs> I'm usually gone for about half of the year traveling around for clients and speaking engagements. And what is it that you do? Um, I have a video marketing agency. I work with entrepreneurs and influencers to put a megaphone to their message and sell their products and services and scale their audience and ROI through video. Cool. And how did, how did that all come about? Well, I um, I started my I started as a social media manager. I was actually a dental hygienist and I started doing social media on the side and um, and it start it was a great opportunity for me to be able to use my creativity and I, I loved I mean I was always as a kid even just on uh, on the internet and knew how to create content and was good at it and I thought this could be an actual career. So I started making videos for myself to get more visible and get more clients and they started to really take off. And then so I thought, well, what if I could do video for my social media clients? And then some of those videos really started to take off. And it really grew from there. And it, um, it, it uh, you know, the opportunities continue to grow as the internet is really shifting towards um, loving video as, as content. And, and what was it that really appealed to you about video? Really the ability to connect with an audience and entertain and inspire. I mean, you... People aren't reading blogs as much as they are consuming video all the time. And when you can give people an emotional shift or be able to show your unique or fun or, uh, you know, personality through video, that really allows you to connect with your audience on a deep level. What would you say? So I guess from what you're, you're saying that you help a lot of people with how to use video and so on. What, what do you think people misunderstand about using video? Well, a lot of people have fears around video. Like a lot of people say, I'm afraid of the camera or I, I don't know what to say and or, or why should I say someone else is already doing it. And um, I mean, I have a lot of responses for those for the people who say they're afraid of the camera. It's well, it's a piece of metal and plastic. You're not afraid of the camera, but you may be afraid of judgment or stepping out of your comfort zone. 
but you have to remember that your audience needs you and they, they want your stories. They want to be able to resonate with you and your message. And so the other response to when people are saying, well, well, why should I share my story? There's other people doing it. I mean, people need to relate to other people. Like there's, there's amazing influencers and celebrities we see like Oprah and Tony Robbins, but they're also these like big gurus on a stage. And, and it's, it's great to find someone who's relatable and is going through things that, you know, you can look at someone and go, Oh my gosh, me too. And everything changed in my career personally, when I started sharing my stories and getting vulnerable about, you know, what's really going on in my life and then relating that back to the challenges or the, the lessons as an entrepreneur. And what you just said there about getting vulnerable, do you think that is one of the real sort of key, key points to, to using video? Absolutely. The the number one characteristic of a good storyteller is the vulnerability. And it's it's your job to connect the dots and, and to share those stories that give people those emotional shifts. Um, and when you get vulnerable, that's what allows people to relate to you. Because if I just got on camera and shared the strategies and the tactics, I mean, that's like a, you think of like a university professor or Charlie Brown's teacher, just like wah, 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 wah. And it's sure, it's still valuable information. It's still things we need. But what allows the audience to connect with that and really buy into what they're hearing is understanding the story, like how you how you got to here, how you learned this, how you earned this, and um, and and really trusting the person that they're learning it from. I guess a lot of people are scared to be vulnerable, aren't they? Absolutely, it's. I mean, it's scary to put yourself out there, and you worry about what will people think, what will they will they judge me, will they understand me? But I mean, mm-hmm. the people the people who don't, those aren't your people who need your message. And mm-hmm. why would you ever make a, a business decision worrying about the people who, who aren't your ideal customer, your people who need you, they need you to be vulnerable and share those stories. And the people who don't, they can just keep on scrolling by. Mm-hmm. So have you, ever, can you think of an example where you've been working with someone who's been really reluctant to be vulnerable to the camera and you've, you've helped them to, to change that and they've actually done it and then received some, some much better results than they expected. Yeah, I actually have a 21-day challenge where I work with my students to, to overcome all of this and to start publishing their videos within 21 days. And it's incredible mm. that they, you know, they at first they think that they don't have stories, but we all have mm. stories. You you have your origin story, your turning point, your your failures, your wins, the, you know, the things you overcome and there's stories everywhere. It's, it's your day-to-day life. It's the thing you overheard at the grocery store. It's what, what someone said to you on the phone. It's like a story that you then relate back to your thing and to, to your lesson, to your message, your, your, your mission. Um, and so really helping people to be able to find that story and then start sharing it. I have hundreds, even thousands of students who, who now are, are creating videos and, building their audience and seeing our results, their conversions, their, their sales are increasing drastically because of their ability to get out there. And it's really, it's, it's funny that before it seems like such a fear. And then by the time they're done the the challenge and they start incorporating it into their daily life, it just seems like second nature. And is that encouraging people to do sort of like short video blogs or like sort of Facebook live type things or what, what kind of thing is it? Yeah, there's, there's so many different formats. I mean, there's Instagram stories, which are just like little 15 second, 15 to 60 second snippets. There's the video blogs, there's the Facebook lives. There's so many different formats. Um, and mm. it's, I mean, we, we use a combination of all of them. 
And which do you find? Well, I suppose it's an impossible question. I was going to say which works best, but I guess it depends on the type of business and many other factors as well. Yeah, and it's. I mean, this works for any niche or industry. It's really if if your business needs needs an audience, needs clients, needs attention. It's about how to get attention, leverage attention, and then be able to monetize that attention, no matter your experience or industry or niche. And are there things that people, where do people normally go wrong when they're doing, doing videos? Um, a lot of people, I mean, they get hung up in time, tech, talent. I, they think they don't have enough time to do it. Um, they get stuck on what kind of equipment they need to do. Um, or again, the, the mindset insecurity of who am I to do this? Um, so we overcome those things by, by giving, you know, the tactical strategies of, of saving your time, but then also the outcome of creating videos that become assets. Like these videos can be assets that sell for you for years to come instead of just making a video and it drowns in the algorithm. And then you have to keep making more videos. We show how to make videos that can continue to sell for you even years later. Um, so that's, I mean, that, that helps a lot with, making spending the most getting the most output from your time that you invest um tech i mean i i try to make things as simple as possible and i film the most with my iphone um it's simple we have i mean most people have an, a smartphone on them all the time and it's easy to just film right where you are um no no fancy equipment required and then um talent like i said just overcoming those false beliefs about your story, your message, and your mission to to reach people who need it. And I guess another false belief is, I mean, you, what you just said there about using an iPhone, a lot of people have this thing in their mind, it has to be expensive equipment and, mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah, and it's it, that's very limiting. Like, I, I, I sure, now I have some uh, more expensive equipment, but I love filming with my iPhone the most. Mm. And what about sound? Sound, I mean, the iPhones does have a good quality audio, but um, there's also little attachments that you can have a little lav mic, and they're like less than $100 on Amazon, easy to easy to get. Maybe another fear they have is the whole kind of editing process after the video is made. Mm-hmm. And so I recommend easy things like iMovie or even like, I also recommend outsourcing your video editing. You can you can find someone on Fiverr or Upwork um, for a pretty minimal price, and you can even set your price saying, "Hey, I have this video. It's only five minutes. I just need very simple edits. Can you do it for twenty bucks?" Like my first video editor um, edited my videos for I think it was fifteen dollars a video, and and it it was it was a better use of my time to outsource it. Mm. And and on the the length of it, I mean, you just said about like a, you know doing something like a five minute video is it it generally is it recommended to keep them sort of short and sweet we like to do like five to 15 minutes depending on the topic of the video um Mm. youtube likes videos that have a little bit more length like maybe around 10 to 15 minutes um but the most important part is just the content of it like i don't want to drag it out just to try to hit an amount of time how do i make a video that's going to keep people retained throughout Mm. and on that is it do is it recommended for people to do a lot of research on on topics that people are looking for questions people are asking or how would you go about deciding on the content yeah we look in in several different places like we look at what are people searching for on google and youtube what are the frequently asked questions that you're getting like i would recommend having a, a google spreadsheet or something where you can just keep track of all the questions that you get and then you can make videos about them 
Um, and then also looking at keyword research. We use tools like Keywords Everywhere and TubeBuddy to see what are people actually searching for. Think about so when you in your the courses that you run, what typically what kind of people is it that are coming to you for onto the or enrolling on the courses? In our courses, we get people anywhere from like brand new entrepreneurs just starting with video marketing or entrepreneurs who have an established business and want to be able to scale and grow it with video. We talked about some of the problems people face most often as far as fearing doing it in first place and worrying about that their equipment's not going to be good enough and so on. Is that, are there any other fears that people have? Those are really the biggest ones, time, tech, and talent. And then when we show them like our system that's just step-by-step um, implement as in like step one, step two, step three, and then overcoming the stories and overcoming the, the limiting beliefs it really, it's easily put together for them. And we get a lot of light bulb moments and aha moments and really exciting results. Like we have students who they, you know, they have videos going out every single day now that are generating leads and making the money on autopilot. We have clients who um, got to a thousand YouTube subscribers from scratch within the 21 days. And um, it's exciting just to see that it's, we, you know, we give them the strategies and the tactics, but then we also give them the mindset and the motivation to get results pretty quickly. So are you also helping them with, with stuff like a YouTube channel and how to build subscribers and so on? Exactly. Because I think that's a problem a lot of people have as well, trying to you know get more than 100 subscribers to YouTube. How do you get subscribers? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the, the biggest thing is creating good quality content, but also one of the things that I am really speaking against is like, it's not about your subscriber base. Like, yes, that's exciting, but there's a lot of YouTubers that uh, they have huge subscriber bases and they don't know how to monetize. So our entire thing is teaching people how to monetize and make money even with a small subscriber base. And do you help people who do um, video podcasts? We help with video podcasts, but it's a bit of a different strategy because we don't, we want to use YouTube as the platform that it is like people want to be watching videos. So we still recommend having content that is published and produced, um, not just like set up a camera and record a podcast. Um, so it's a little bit different of a strategy. And when it comes to using, yeah. So once you've created a video, would you put that same video on all your different social media channels or would it be better to have different videos for different platforms? We repurpose them. So instead of just mm-hmm. posting it everywhere, because if you post it everywhere, why would it like people could just choose one platform and not watch you or follow you on any other platforms. So what we do is mm-hmm. like we start with YouTube as the kind of the foundation. So let's say you have like a 10 minute YouTube video. Well, how many individual pieces of content can you grab from that one YouTube video? You could take multiple 30 to 60 second little snippets and turn into mini videos, uh, Instagram stories, IGTV. Uh, You can take the transcription and turn that into a blog, into a quote picture, into um, uh, LinkedIn articles. Like there's so many different pieces of content that you can create from just one video. And for, I mean, you've talked about Instagram stories and it's, I mean, although it's been around for a while now, there's a lot of people still don't really understand Instagram stories. Do you want to explain more about how, how you can use them, what, what they're best used for? Oh, I love Instagram stories. That's really been my playground. Um, I have a lot of fun with Instagram stories cause it's, I show a lot of my behind the scenes and, and what my life looks like and, uh, 
you know, work with me. I should kind of do these things sometimes where I'm like, here's my day. And I, I show my day and a lot of people have liked, and the thing is like making it entertaining, not just, Oh, here's my lunch. And <laughs> I mean, you could still be entertaining with that too. Um, but the good thing about Instagram stories is they're so they're short snippets. Like I said, they're 15 to 60 second little videos and they also expire in 24 hours, which gives the audience that kind of urgency and scarcity to, I have to watch this before it disappears. Hmm. And th- does that maybe put some people off thinking, well, it's only going to be on 24 hours. There's no point in me making it. No, the opposite. They want to watch it before it disappears. No, I'm not, so much, not talking about the audience, but the people who are making the videos. Oh, I'm not, I don't want to go to all that trouble and it's only going to be on there for a short amount of time. Does, does, is that for some people or not, not the case? No, because your audience is watching it because it's so engaging and because it's, um, it's just, it's fast. It's, it's fun. It's content that, um, people are intrigued to watch because it's going away so soon. So it's a really great opportunity to create short content that people are really engaged by. Right. Okay. What about in your approach to, to, to what you do is, I mean, you, you've kind of touched upon so far already that many or some of the people that have come to you originally were really fearful of using video at all and you've got them much better results what what is your general approach to um to you know how you work with clients and their expectations and so on yeah we i mean we have so many different levels of how we work with people we have the courses we have coaching programs we have a done for you service so people can have the option of like do it yourself done with you or done for you but really the ultimate goal for every client is to help them to create videos that that build a raving audience and that creates reliable recurring income for them um and we want to look at not just the videos like sure i video is the is the the vehicle but it's mm-hmm. all about building an audience and giving them that and making an impact and making a profit so it's i mean videos are just it's a it's a tool um, but the overall, the, the goal of everything is how are we changing lives and then how are we able to monetize that so we can reinvest and continue to, to reach more people. And before we started recording, you were talking to me about the approach that you have and some of the things that you do for your clients that maybe they don't, they don't expect. Yeah, we, I mean, I, I, I love that I, I have a reputation of over-delivering that my students or my clients sign up for something and they get way more than they expected. And we do that on purpose where it's kind of like an under-promise over-deliver, but even what we, I'm saying in quotations, like under-promise, here's like the expectations, but then on on our end, we know how we're going to over-deliver, whether it's more communication, actual like physical gifts that we send when a client is onboarded, um, ways that we we do more and go above above and beyond with the expectations And that's really important to us because first of all, like we care so much about our clients. We want to give them a result, but it's also, we, we want that relationship. Like we're in this business so that we can make an impact on people. And it's, it's the ripple effect that we can impact our clients. And then we impact our clients, clients, and we get to be a part of these businesses that are changing the world. We've talked about the actual making of the video itself and thinking about the content and so on. But then I guess there's, there's many other factors such as for Instagram, for example, um, hashtags and then for YouTube, tags and, and so on. Is that something you help people with as well? Yeah, YouTube is a big part of it. So we, we teach all of the YouTube SEO and thumbnails and how to monetize from YouTube um, so that people aren't just like creating content for the sake of content. Like our entire 
methodology is making an impact and a profit. And what about um, the importance of, say, hashtags and titles and so on? Yep, all the tactical, all the strategy, because we don't want to just create content that's this like masterpiece and then have it like hide in the desert. So there's all the, the strategy behind that too. And what would be um, for Instagram? I mean, do you typically help people with a, uh, an approach to using Instagram or is it just about creating videos for Instagram? Um, we, I mean, we give it depends on the level that we're working with people. Like we teach them how to use, how to create the videos, how to distribute them, how to optimize them for any platform. Have you ever been on the on receiving end of an expectation or an experience that far exceeded what you were expecting? Yeah, I think one of my expectations, like wh- where I got the inspiration to have a reputation of over delivering is I've worked with incredible companies and entrepreneurs who, who they've over delivered to me too. Um, click funnels is a company that I work with a lot and I spoke at their event funnel hacking live in January and it was an, a wonderful event to an audience of 5,000 people, uh, shared the stage with Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson, Frank Kern, some amazing big names. And, um, they're just so great that they always are. It's like they've incorporated, over delivering into their practice. They, um, you know, but from, from getting to the hotel and getting swooped away with VIP service, getting to my hotel room and having gifts and, um, and letters and, and, you know, ways that they just, they make you feel like just part of the family. Um, it's, that was, you know, and, it, and then it makes me as the receiver want to continue to give back and to give my best. Mm. And what does the phrase exceed in expectations? What does it, what does that mean to you? I mean, it's, it's going above and beyond the call. It's, it's not doing the bare minimum and wanting to, to give your best and give your all and, and in a way that is authentic and feels good for both sides. Um, when I'm going above and beyond exceeding expectations, it's because it feels good for me. It's not with an ulterior motive. It's because I want to, because I want to give. And, uh, and knowing that, you know, whether it's reciprocated or not, it's something that, that felt right and is something that, you know, that I want to do for, for myself and uh, to know that maybe it'll make someone's day. Is it something that you've always done in business or did you learn it from a particular lesson from a particular, particular person? I think it's something that I, I started to do and, and was always inspired when I would see other people do it. Like, how can I go more about, and I, even just when I worked in a nine to five, there's always the, how do I get ahead? And it's not always with, you know, just, just being, um, like it's not always about the production, uh, or, um, you know, the work it's, it's also the relationship. So I've always been a relationship driven kind of person and mm-hmm. was always looking at how do I, how do I give more in relationships personally and in business? If people want to find out more about you and the course you have and, you know, your social media and so on, where, where are the best places to look? Um, Instagram, where I said that uh, Instagram stories are my playground. I, I do a lot of fun stuff on there. I try to be a stand-up comedian there. So Instagram.com slash Marley Jacks, as well as my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Marley Jacks. My 21-day challenge is the best place to start, and that's infiniteimpactchallenge.com. Have you got a book that you often recommend to people, Marley? 
Ooh, I love all of Russell Brunson's books. Russell, uh, he is one of my my favorite and best mentors. He has three great books, Dotcom Secrets, Expert Secrets, and Traffic Secrets. And actually, if you go to my website, um, marleyjacks.com, there's a resources page where you can get all of those books for free. All you pay is the shipping. Um, so I have those links on my on my site there. And can you see yourself writing the book soon? <laughs> actually, I am. Yeah, I am right now, actually. And how long, when do you think that might be out? Uh, supposed to be later in 2020. Right, okay. And finally, just to finish, what, uh, do you have a quotation you like? Oh, yes. Um, a quote that I always go back to is, commitment doesn't care how you feel. And commitment is such a, a strong word for me. It's really a pillar of who I am and what I do in life and in business. It's about being committed no matter what. And it's commitment to yourself, commitment to others. And uh, commitment to me means... Uh, you know, you get up and you do it anyway. You, commitment means playing while you're hurt. Commitment means not taking your successes or your failures personally. Um, no matter if you feel scared or you feel tired or you feel like an imposter, because commitment doesn't care how you feel. Well, thank you very much, Marley, for your time. Thank you. Next week, episode 87 is Hilary Grosskopf. Hilary is a leadership strategist, an award-winning author, a yoga teacher, and the founder of the Awake Leadership Solutions. She's written a couple of books for leaders, and she has a system called Awake Leadership, which is a system for leading with clarity and creativity. So we're going to find out a lot more about Hilary, Hilary in next week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Please do share it with someone who you really think probably needs some help with their video strategy, their, maybe their um, Instagram, how they use Instagram, because uh, Marley shared some, some really good information. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you have a great week. Please do subscribe, leave a review, and see you next week.